0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to Injury Times Footnote, the episode where we discuss the questions that you've sent and try to find the answers for the same. And without further ado, we let's just uh, jump right into the question and see where we go from there. So, uh, Tejas at the Tejas ninety four asks, uh, "Do you think Carles can have a longer term projected BFC, something that Roka couldn't manage?" Mm. I think so. Yes, in a yeah. uh, nutshell. But yeah. And uh, it was quite interesting why Roka left. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm not sure. I believe he. Cited personal issues. He was actually homesick, from what we understand, yeah. and
0: so he had a not wife or a girlfriend. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who used to come down? and yeah, yeah. I remember doing one interview with Roka, uh, mm-hmm. Naveen and I had gone there. Naveen our producer. Yalla Habibi, as <laughs> always. So uh, he he was just rushing through the answers. He was asking, "Are you done? Are you done?" Yeah. And then we were like, "What is going on? Why is this guy in a hurry?" And when he left. We were told that his girlfriend was waiting or his wife was waiting. Okay. So, he is a very strong family man. So, uh, comparatively,
1: Carlos is obviously a younger guy. Yeah. So, he's probably more adaptable. And, yeah, hopefully, I would hope that he sticks around because it seems to be working whatever he's been doing. Mm. And the biggest difference he's made, like even when he was assistant to Roca, was in terms of how well BFC score off uh, set pieces. Mm. And we've seen that repeatedly this season. And clearly he's a guy of, you know, uh, discipline on the training ground and lots of, lots of drills. So all of that... Uh, imbibed into a lot of these players will serve them well in the long run, so yeah. I hope he has a long stint. One of our
0: colleagues, one of your colleague and a friend of mine, Anirudh, he wrote yeah. about uh, Spanish impact in France, yeah. on in, in Indian football, anybody can, I think you can check it out on ESPN. Yeah. So uh, he spoke to Carles about this and yes. his training seems quite unique, not unique, uh, quite interesting in the manner in which he speaks about training players, yeah. how improving mm. the he's, system. He's very passionate about it. So. And that's what you need really at
1: at this level, at this stage in Indian football. You need coaches who are passionate about improving the players. And uh, it's not so much about their ego or it's not so much about their uh, position or whatever financial gains they're making out of something. They must look at everything as an individual project. So it's an interesting choice of word uh, also used by Tejas that longer term project. I think it is a project for every coach, whether Indian or foreign, who comes into a club. And it's likewise for the club as well they have to have that vision to employ somebody for a longer term for the longest time the issue biggest issue with indian football was you know especially with the kolkata yeah because mm-hmm. there's so much intense pressure to win each year you don't win you're just shipped out so yeah again you know, it just brings crazy. a lot of chaos for the players as well because you have to adjust to a whole new coach whole new di- different system different philosophy at least with you know one guy staying there these guys know that Carlos has been with them effectively you know in bits and pieces he's been there for two and a half years or so so they know what his mentality is all about and they can prepare accordingly and you know give their inputs as well and he can see what works for each player I
0: I also think he's at the right club Exactly. Because Bangalore uh, is a club who <coughs> wants continuity. If you see their foreigners, I think if you look at
1: ISL or I League, they are probably the best run club in India. I mean, I probably, don't maybe Goa
0: could give them a run for
1: money in the last couple of years. Yes, yeah, but has been but, there. but you look at BFC and their success right from inception. Absolutely, it it does prove that they have always known what they are doing.
0: Yeah I have no doubt because Mandar who runs the thing he's a very very smart man yeah and they get the right players so yeah. you you could see the foreign eric is very happy here he has a yeah. house yeah separate and his wi- wife is here he's yeah. having a good time mm-hmm. he's injured and he's on contract so i'm sure yeah. he's going to stick around yeah miku also he's a very family oriented man they've put him up in a house he's happy and mm-hmm. settled there so all the foreigners are well taken care of mandar he can you sign me <laughs> <laughs> I can play across all positions. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. I'll be the ball boy. But uh, anyway, so uh, he, they know what they're doing with the foreigners, yeah. and there is this, you know, the five percent rule in uh, con- in companies where every year after assessment the bottom five is removed and they bring in new people. So BFC, if you look at it, they'll always cut two, three players and get two, three extra to see if they fit in the mould, mm-hmm. and then they keep. They keep uh, freshening things up, but mm. doesn't change too much. Yeah, the Even core of
1: the team has been <coughs> more or less the same, if you see. Right. Yeah, I think start.
0: Johnson leaving was a big move. It yeah. felt like a big move because yeah, he was because there for a long time. Yeah, years. so now <laughs> Yuanan is that guy who has been there for a long time, who I think will be there for another one or two years for sure. Yeah. So I think they will do a good job in yeah. long-term project and. Carles will be given time. Yeah, I think in the same story we spoke about Roca and Carles having a tough time when it started in the id, mm-hmm. and how Mandar and Mustafa Gaus spoke to them and said, yeah. "We believe in you and yeah. Yeah. calm down." Because uh, that's what I mean. Results aren't everything because results can sometimes
1: be misleading. It can sometimes lead uh, you know bad habits to get uh, developed into something of a, I mean people can start buying into those if you start getting positive results. So sometimes I think it's also important that even when you are when you are winning, you need to keep reassessing yourself and seeing what your weak points are. That's the only way to improve and that's probably that's a philosophy that I can only associate at this moment with BFC in Indian football. Yes,
0: whatever said and done there, run very well. So uh, the next question, it comes from our own uh, Naveen Peter uh-huh. uh, who has asked us to say, we have been blaming the ISL for not giving Indian coaches enough opportunities. With the first teams of the franchises, as per AIFF records, we have 11 pro license coaches in India. Is not the pool a little too less to choose from for these teams? Discuss. I won't grade you guys, but we know he's going to grade us. So let's do a good job. Okay. So let's let's just break it down. That uh,
1: the first part is obviously a fact that we know that yeah. ISL has not been giving enough, you know, chances. Chances. Yeah. yeah. The second part is some information that there are 11 pro license coaches. Yeah. Now, how many ISL teams are there? 10. Ten. So technically I and mean, theoretically you could give each of these eleven pro license coaches a head coach job in ISL. Yeah. Of course it's not the ISL's prerogative to do that. Yeah, so no. that's not really coming into the equation. But just to take that point further, what happens then is that uh, if it's it's a vicious cycle. If you don't get a chance to, you know, lead a team, then how are you going to go into the future and inspire other coaches to take up licenses and, you know, go in for top jobs in India? So The interesting dichotomy here is that uh, well before the ISL even came into being, I-League was there or well before that even the National Mm. Football League was there. So (coughs) I think apart from Kareem Ben-Sharifa and Ashley Westwood, I don't think a single foreign coach has ever won the I-League title either. So that points to something, I mean that points to something about the quality of Indian coaches that have always been there.
0: Now the licensing… But then we are talking about greats like Armando Colasso. And I don't think we have kicked down from there in terms of quality of coaching. I th- I think that's an unfair statement simply because
1: you've not had the chance to see a lot of the enough, them. Yeah. yeah. So if you look down the years, I mean, of course, now it's more of a requirement to have a coaching license. So you have had you know somebody like a Khalid Jamil. He won the I-League, 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 I League. Mean, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, people might mock him, make fun of him, and everything. Mm-hmm. But he took a team which was ridiculously you know an underdog yeah. team and took them to the title. And. I mean, in all these seasons what's happened is there have always been very decent fa- foreign coaches as well. Hmm. This year it might be another foreign coach, of course, Akbar Nawaz of uh, Singapore who might uh, wind up with the I League title as well. But uh, the point, and even the two contenders are also foreign coaches. The other yeah, two teams, East England and, England and, and Kashmir, England. are both uh, coached <laughs> by foreigners. But the point I'm trying to make is that there are enough and more decent coaches in India. Of course, the licensing criteria has made it slightly difficult for them and I would also blame some of the old time coaches because they have that massive ego to go with it. You know, there are stories that they've always said that, you know, who am I to go and get a license? Like, you are are asking XYZ to get a license. You even Mm. know what what I've done for Indian football. So, I think that has to probably go away but that's where the newer breed of, uh, you know, ex-India internationals, recent India internationals, all of them You look at a René D. Singh, you look at a Gourmungi Singh, you look at Steven Dias, you look at Mehradjudeen Wadu. All of them are getting their licenses gradually. I
0: think Steven Dias, Clifford Miranda also, I think is… Pretty much
1: the entire batch under Bob Houghton. And that's where a positive influence helps. You know, Bob Houghton was a terrific coach. He was a good man-manager. Everybody who played under him respects him. That's the first basic criteria. And after that, they they all aspire to be like him. I mean, they probably can foresee a future where they can also coach a national team or at least uh, you know do coaching at a decent high level so when that positive influence has seeped through and when all of these guys are you know going through the rigors and uh, you have to bear in mind that it's very expensive to do these licensing coaches courses so it's quite unfair to then expect a, immediate results and b not give them enough chances in, in indian football and ISL, from what I understand, I've done a little bit of investigation into this. So they have, very smartly, what they've done is, it's almost an unwritten rule that in Indian yeah, will yeah, not absolutely. be a coach. Yeah. Simply because it's again a vicious cycle. They've set such a minimum criteria that, and we know where it comes from. We know yeah. that they believe that if you get big names as coaches, then the league will be more profitable. Now, whether there's a direct correlation or not, I'm not sure. Hmm. Of course, it helps you make you know headlines. I mean, who wouldn't mind if Mourinho came and coached Kerala Blasters tomorrow. Yeah. But I mean, would that really change too many things at the ground level? Because let's I mean, also… He'll find the club <laughs> a club with great <laughs> ambition that… Uh, Destroy that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, we also have to realize that uh, managers as they are in European football are completely different from the role of what a coach does Which in Which is India. more head coach in India than managers. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean… Um, it, it's a completely different ecosystem. In European football, a manager would just be effectively a man manager. Like, literally, the, he'd be the last, like, you know, the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Whereas here, the coach probably starts somewhere near the middle, or if not the bottom of the pyramid. And from there, he works up because he has to take care of so many things. Mm. So, I mean, hats off to the coaches who have done well in mm. the past because they have had to take care of so many different aspects of the game. And of course, a lot of them have had some very good assistants, they've had some very good managers and everything. Now coming again to the ISL clubs, they've always had uh, decent Indian assistant coaches as well.
0: Like Thangboy Singto in Kerala and stuff like that. Yeah, yes.
1: and uh, Sabir Pasha has done a terrific job with Chennai uh, when uh, they Derek won last Pereira year. Derek Pereira was there for Goa. Pereira with yeah. Goa, yeah. So, so all of these guys have made their con- contributions. I think uh, Bastab Roy was probably the coach of ATK when Molina was around. I'm not sure about the first year under Habas. So when you look at all of these, the Nashad Musa <coughs> has been excellent. BFC. BFC. Yes, yeah. So all of these guys are earning their stripes. Now, what will it take for these guys to be elevated to the head coach? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not in a position to take a call on behalf of any of the clubs. But while there's an unwritten law that these guys can't be coaches, they will not be. So that's that's the unfortunate thing that we are looking at. So yeah, to you know, go back to the basic question that uh, the pool will only increase if. One or two st- uh, guys start getting opportunities because it will inspire some of the others. We know that there are enough coaches. We know that there are enough coaches who are taking an interest in, you know, taking their licenses and getting through to that minimum qualification. But then, if that
0: ceiling doesn't break down, then I mean, they'll always be on the other side. Uh, recently, I was having conversation with uh, someone, uh, Richard actually, yeah. and uh, he was telling about. The question that I asked him was, was there enough coaches in the country yeah. who are interested in doing yeah. A License Pro, B License, whatever it may be and he said lot of people do come in for D License Coaching hmm. and the waiting list for B, A and all is much higher because they don't con- do the, those tests that often, So, that like yeah. what, 20, 21 people, there will be 90 people on the waiting list. Yeah. So, t- it has reached a point where sometimes you have to wonder why are these guys doing so much work because they are not going to get there easily. And uh, because the Indian structure is also quite weird and messed up, you get yeah. 20 games maybe mm-hmm. a season mm-hmm. if you are a coach mm-hmm. as opposed to a European coach who gets 50-55 games. Mm-hmm. So even the clubs who are hiring are looking at managers who have dealt with let's say five seasons in Europe mm-hmm. which is easily 250 games. 250 games. Yeah. Here in India you would have played maybe 100 games in that time. Yeah. So, the preparation level that they go through, Correct. the ups and
1: downs they go Correct. through, so they feel. So, th- that will not be resolved until the Indian football season starts. Yes. Yeah, you know, mirroring somewhat, at least some like, you know, mid, mid-level
0: European nations. Absolutely. They have to change. And also, even the youth team coaches, the elite youth league Yeah. that recently, I think, Minerva won, yes. they travel across the country to play that league. Yeah. Now, why do you need 18-year-olds to run all over the country? Mm-hmm. You'd say you don't have money, logistically that's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just do the state-wise or whatever and <coughs> then have one, one week tournament at the final yeah, the final I time. By and large, most of the youth tournaments are devised
1: that way. You have zonals to begin with exactly. and then you have even with Even the
0: zone. European yeah. nations, they yeah. do that. Even somewhere, as small as Spain, mm-hmm. they have this this place, that yeah. place, this place and they come together to play one final. Also, one more thing I'll say
1: here is that all these young Indian coaches, like I would advise them that look around for jobs in other uh, smaller countries. Absolutely. You know, go and coach in you or something. uh, uh, Go to Bangladesh, wherever, like go to Sri Lanka. But at least get some more, uh, you know, experience under your belt rather than sitting idle. I'm sure they have these plans in mind and maybe that's where one ironic contribution of ISL will be there because the Hmm. gospel of Indian football has spread a little bit Hmm. around the region. So maybe there'll be some smaller teams which could be looking at Indian coaches in future. But, Again, if they don't read you know, the name of a Naushad Musa or a Sabir Pasha or a Bastav Roy or uh, Derek Pereira, until these guys come to the forefront, how will they know that there are very good Indian coaches? So it's a complete you look chicken and egg situation.
0: Absolutely. And you look at uh, Derek Pereira, who has come so many times to goan football. To a team that is not doing well and steady the ship. Yeah, I mean that has to say something about how good he is. Obviously now he's the under 23 coach. Yeah, Uh, but that has to say to what a good, good man manager he is. He is, and I mean he has been really good right from
1: the start of his coaching career. Santosh
0: Kashyap was jobless. Yeah,
1: and he's a very good coach. He's a very good coach. Yeah. He may have had his issues at you know his last major job in Mumbai FC, but uh, apart from that he's done well even as assistant coach of North East United. Couple of seasons of getting to win so yeah, it's it's very strange.
0: Absolutely, maybe maybe it's uh, perception that they don't they're not as good. Uh, which is kind of similar to the perception about players. So I yeah. mean, maybe it's time we start having a quota system for coaches <laughs> as well. <laughs> but if you look at the smart thing, all the good teams that we spoke about, the structured yeah. ones, BFC had played Gym in Thangboi Singto uh, was in Chilang for what seven, eight years, maybe eleven years. At one point, he was the longest-serving manager in the I-League at a club. Um, he would have come in
1: after 2010 or 2011. He so, yeah, he would have been there for about 6-7 years.
0: So that is a lot of time and they were very sustained and always in the top position yeah, I mean, at that time.
1: The only comparable, consistent coach was Khalid Jamil
0: In understand. Mumbai. And yeah. he kept that team up. The moment he left, you could see what, what yeah. he was capable of doing. And he obviously, obviously <coughs> won the title with I S O. So you have examples of Indian coaches having done very well. get i don't can't last year with Eroka yeah,
1: was outstanding. So
0: you are there, there is these examples. It's just uh, people don't really want to look at it, I guess. Mm-hmm. The people in power don't really want to look at it. and I mean, they shouldn't really be taking
1: this call. like why should ISL dictate uh, who has what coach from where? Absolutely.
0: but the, if we look if we start uh, digging down that rabbit hole, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more there's a lot more to come. And that concludes this episode of Footnote. Uh, we Please do write to us. and We would like to hear from you more questions, queries, even maybe answers. Maybe we can ask the right questions. Whatever you want, please do write to us. We really, really respond uh, and really appreciate all the effort that you're doing for us. Until next time, enjoy the game.